last um, week was a um, week of um, chaos. seen as things was unfolding and I wish that I could have been here but I knew the you all were in good hands and brother Gillum would, uh, would bring a word in season and he did just that I listened to it uh, shortly after the service was over it was up and I uh, did a tremendous job and thank you sir for <laughs> filling the pulpit and uh, sharing the word of the Lord amen and I just so grateful that we have great men and women of God that are able to do that and, and uh, know with confidence that everything is going to be all right when I get back home. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So I appreciate that so much. I want to go into uh, Psalms tonight. Psalms 91. It's just I don't uh, want to. Uh, I'm not going to share a great depth or great detail tonight, but this is what's been in my heart throughout this week. I uh, we met, had an uh, elders meeting last night, and I, I said to them, I've said to a lot of people, I, I've never seen a, a uh, spirit of fear like is upon our nation today. We've had Ebola. <laughs> We've had N1H1. We've had all kinds of sickness, infirmities, diseases, plagues. And now we have a virus um, that um, I, I got word today. I don't know if it's out in public or not, but I got word today from a very good source that they now know for a fact that this virus was made in a lab. And so it's been unleashed for a purpose and for a reason. Uh, it's the same source that told me uh, a month and a half ago that this was going to go down like it was going to go down, that this, was gonna, this sickness was coming and that it would not only affect and great fear would come, but also that it would shut down the um, source of airlines and it would affect our food chain and our food system. So that's pretty much what's happened. So I, I choose to believe what he's saying. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. Um, but. This is what I want to say tonight. That is what's going on, but that's not what truth is. Amen. There is a greater truth, and that's what I want to talk to us about tonight. The Bible says that we are, as believers, that we are to weep, but we are not to weep like one who has no hope. Right? That we, are to, we can have sorrow, but we don't have the sorrow of one that has no hope because we have a hope. And so in this chaotic world and in the system in which we live and in the environment and the culture that we live, uh, I just feel like tonight I just want to encourage the saints. All right? 
encourage you and tell you that you're going to be all right. Amen. I know you can't get closer than six feet away, but point your finger at somebody and tell them you're going to be all right. <laughs> and look at your other neighbor and tell them and your family's going to be all right. Amen. Because it seems as though people aren't just fearful for themselves, but there's a fear for family. And uh, I just want you to know your family is going to be all right. God has got us. Amen. He's going to take care of us. And even though that we uh, need to be con uh, maybe have concern or to not act ignorant or foolishly, we don't have to act uh, fearfully. Amen. Praise God. I uh, told you, and I'll get to this in just a minute, but I just want to share with you some things in my heart. I told you that I was praying coming up the road, and uh, I was down there in Greg's old neck of the woods in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and got gas for $1.57 a gallon. And, uh, and, and, uh, but I was coming up the road there in 49, and I was just praying and, and just praying in the Spirit. And it, it come into my spirit and like this, quicker than the virus covered the nations, that my Holy Ghost fire will cover the globe. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. Quicker than the fear covered our nation and paralyzed the greatest nation on the earth, the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit and said, my Holy Ghost fire will cover the globe. If there was not going to be another move of God, we would still not be here. If there was not a reason and a purpose for the body of Christ being in the earth today, if God was finished with us, if there was not going to be a move of God, we would not be here right now. But the fact that we are here tells me that in these last days, I will pour out my spirit. Amen. And I'm looking forward to that. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I want to go to Psalms here and just want to share a few things with you in this scripture. <clears throat> the Bible says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide <clears throat> under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress and my God, and Him will I trust. And surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noiselum or peerless pestilence and he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge his truth shall be your shield and your buckler and he shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor for the error that flieth by day nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness nor the destruction that lays waste at, at noonday a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, 
but it shall not come near you. Amen. Amen. Why? He said, only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you and keep you in all of your ways. In their hands you shall, uh, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And you, shall not, and you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra and the young lion and the serpent shall trample under feet because he has set his love upon me. Amen. He has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him, and I will set him on high, because he has known my name, and he shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him, and with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Amen. So I want to look here tonight just for a few moments on this. And, and he says that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Almighty there is referring to El Shaddai, the mighty, the unconquerable one. Amen. And so we are not putting our trust in men. We're not putting our trust in things, but we are putting our trust in El Shaddai, the unconquerable one. And so that is where we are putting our trust tonight. That's where we put our confidence tonight, right? And I know that I've preached strong about healing and I've preached that, uh, about all of the different things that have taken place throughout the years. And we have put our confidence in things. We've put our confidence, you know, in medicine. We've put our confidence in science. We've put our confidence in different things. But they, none of those are able to save us. But when we know the Almighty, when we know Al Shaddai, when we know the Unconquerable One, and we put our trust in Him, we know that we are confident that He is going to take care of us. That He is not only a provider, but He is a protector. Amen? And so He says here that that, that is who we are going to be under the shadow of, the Almighty One, the Unconquerable One. And then he goes on and he says there that I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress and my God and in him will I trust. Amen. That's where our trust has to be in. It has to be in the Lord. Amen. Our trust is in the Lord. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the one that completes a, or begins a thing and completes a thing. And so he is the finisher of our faith. He is the keeper of our soul. And so our trust is in the Lord. And he said, surely he shall deliver him from the snare and from the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. This word pestilence here means attacks that come like a plague, as such as in the plagues of locusts, right? The plagues of locusts, whenever the locusts would come to Egypt, 
and we know how that the plagues would come in Joel and it talks about it. We spoke about it the other week, how that the plagues would come as an army and it would devour everything. And, and God says here that whenever the pestilence comes, you don't have to worry about the army of the plague. You don't have to worry about the, the locusts. You don't have to worry about what everyone else is worried about because I'm going to protect you. Amen. Isn't it good to know tonight that God is our protector? Amen. He tells us there in verse 9, he promises us a divine protection. He tells us that he's going to take care of us and we don't have to worry. Right? Who wrote the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy? I don't know. But it's a good thing. Don't worry, just be happy. Be happy. Know that you don't have to worry, you don't have to fret, you don't have to have anxiety. I, I was surprised doing some study the other week whenever I learned that and studied that, that this generation is, has more anxiety problems than any other uh, generation that has ever been known or has ever been studied. People are fearful, they're worrisome, they have anxieties of, of all kinds and, and they're fretful about many things in their life and, and we've got to lead them back to Calvary. We've got to lead them back to the cross. We've got to lead them back to Jesus and let them know that you don't have to worry, that you don't have to fret but that he is a, a, a strong tower, that he is one that sticks closer than a brother and he will never leave you nor will he forsake you amen praise God he's going to stay with you he said he's going that he's going to protect us from the plagues or from the pestilence <laughs> and he he goes he goes country on us <laughs> right he said he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings shall you trust right now anybody that's not country don't understand that but if you country you understand it because of how a hen does her chicks and a storm can start brewing and the clouds start rolling in and that chicken that has those little chicks will start making a call and whenever that storm is coming in, she'll make that call and those little chicks will come and they'll all gather up under her wings. They'll gather up under her feathers and then she'll just bring her, her wings in and all you see is the hen there, but you don't see all the little chicks that's up underneath her. And the storm comes, the winds blow, the rain comes and after those, all of it is gone and the sun comes out, here's ten little chicks running around with its mama and you never knew was there that's the picture that God wants us to see that we don't have to worry that if a chicken can do that then how much more is our heavenly father able to protect us in the middle of the storm can you say amen <laughs> and so he protects us from the storm he protects us from the plague in verse 9 here, he said, he tells us, he said, uh, or excuse me, in verse 7, he said, you don't have to worry about all of these things, verse 4, 5, and 6. And then in verse 7, he said, a thousand shall fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Amen. Amen. That just says to me, someone else's experience doesn't have to be your future. 
Amen. I'm going to say that again. Somebody else, just because it happened to somebody else, doesn't mean that's what's going to happen to you. That, that even though that all of these around us may be having issues or circumstances, even though this sickness came to these family members, this difficulty came, this situation arose, doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. He said that they, even though there may be a thousand on your side and 10,000 at your right hand. He said, don't worry about it. It's not coming near you. Glory to God. It's not going to come near you. Why? Because we have immunity. Glory to God. Amen. Now, if you believe what I've been preaching to you over the last few weeks, I had no clue this stuff was coming. Right? But if you believe what I've been preaching to you over these last few weeks, then you must believe that God is able to preserve us from any sickness, infirmity, or disease. Amen. And, and I'm not telling you today, I'm standing here telling you today that I'm walking in the fullness of it. I told you it's a practice, it's an exercise, and you work it. And so whenever things do come upon your life, then you, you, you violently resist it through the Word of God. You violently resist it by the Spirit. You, you don't give in, right? You don't just give in to it. You don't just settle for it. But you resist it just like you resist sin. Amen. And so I'm telling you tonight that, that the Holy Spirit wants us to understand that we can have immunity from it. And he said that it, the thousand on one side, ten thousand on the other, but don't worry about it. You got immunity. Right? <laughs> Glory to God. A plague is something that inflicts on a body or specifically was used to refer to the spots of leprosy. Amen. This is what a plague was. He said the spots, the sickness that has come. He said you don't have to worry about it because I've already got it under control. This is the defense against infectious diseases. He has already given us Jesus. He has already given us the cross. He has already given us the blood. Amen. The promise is conditional though. How many know that, that we like to read part of the word? <laughs> we like to read the part where the promise is. But most of the time, right before you get to the promise, there is a conjunction word, but, or if. Huh? If you keep my word. Amen. And so there is a conjunction, there is something that is conditional that makes us a place where the, the promise can come to pass at. And so we have to be people of the word. We have to be people that are seeking after God. And so the promise is conditioned upon making the Lord our true refuge and habitation. Amen. We've, he's got to be our true habitation. He that abideth in me and my words abide in him. Right. 
There's an abiding in him. That word abide means a seated and a fixed position. Where that we are sitting down, that we are fixed in this place, this position of Christ, and we are not being moved. We are not swaying by every wind that comes. We're not swaying because of what the media is saying, right? We're not swaying by all of these things. I'm telling you that whenever we get all of this anxiety and this worry and this fret that is in our lives, that we could probably solve about 98% of that by just turning the TV off. Amen. Just turn the TV off. Quit listening to the mess. Amen. Quit listening to it. I, I got, we was down in the swamps of Louisiana. We didn't have no TV down there. We didn't know people was out of toilet paper. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So we brought some home with us. <laughs> down there, they didn't even know what's going on. You didn't have no TV. You didn't have all this. I've, I've been home, what? Uh, two days and I'm already sick of hearing about it all it is the all it is is fear all it is is spewing all of this anxiety and fret and worry and yes I understand it's sickness yes I understand that they don't have any control over it but we know one who has control over it. we know one who is greater than any sickness infirmity and disease and so we know tonight that we are seated and fixed in heavenly places in Christ Jesus our Lord amen and so we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus our Lord, then that causes me to believe that I am in a place of safety. I am in a place of peace. I am in a place where that I don't have to worry about all of the, the chaos that is going on around me because I know whose I am. Amen. And so he, he said, you don't have to worry about it. Just be, be in a place where that he is truly your refuge and your habitation, your dwelling place. And you're seated and fixed in him. You're planted in him. And so how, how then do we do this? Verse number nine, he said, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Amen. How do I stay seated and fixed? How do I remain in Christ? How do I remain in this place of habitation of his presence? Well, there's two things here in verse number nine. Number one is he said that because you have made the Lord who is my refuge. That word refuge there means a shelter, a place of trust, right? Now you have made him your shelter and your place of trust. You put your trust in him that he's going to protect you. Yes. Right? Now, you know, we're originally from northern Ohio. And in northern Ohio, we don't have all these mountains. And so there would be tornadoes that would come through. And some folks back in the day would have tornado shelters where they could go underground and they could be in a shelter 
uh, where that if they seen the storm come or hearing of the storm come, they could go and get in that shelter or get in a basement so that they could be safe from the storm. A good friend of mine has one and, and, and it's under his house and they can actually hold about 40 people under there. And, and it is a shelter. It's, it's steel. It's, it's, it's very safe. It's very secure. Even when the storms come, they wouldn't have to worry about anything because they knew they were secure. And whenever we have made God our refuge, when we have made him our shelter, our place that we have put our total trust in him, I'm telling you that you don't have to worry about the storms that are going on around us. We don't have to worry about the chaos that is around us. We can go into a place of knowing that he is my refuge. Thank God if he's your refuge, but I thank God tonight he's my refuge and that he's going to take care of me and he's going to provide for me and he's going to take care of my family. Can you say amen? Amen. He says in Proverbs, what is it, chapter 18 and, and verse about 9 or 10, he said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are safe. Glory to God. Amen. The name of the Lord, the name El Shaddai, the name El Elyon, right? The most high God. He said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it. You run into that name. What is his name? His name, he's a provider. He's a healer. He's, the name is deliverer, right? The name, he has the all power in heaven and in earth over every situation. Anything that has a name, he said his name, his name shall be highly exalted, right? And he has given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. So he's El Elyon, he's, his name is above every name. And so we run into that place of safety. We run into that place of strength. We run into that place of his righteousness that he has made us righteous. And there we are safe. Hallelujah. Amen. So when the plagues came, the Bible tells us in the Old Testament, it's the picture, right, of Israel. Whenever the Egyptians was carrying on and acting foolish and, and God releases the plagues and they wake up with frogs in their bed and they wake up and the water has turned to blood and they wake up and all of these things, these plagues have kept on coming upon their life, but, but none of them came to Israel. None of them came upon the Israelites. None of them came. And then we know the last one was the death angel would come through the place. And we know that the plague of, of the death had come into the city. But they had warning and said that you have to take the blood of a lamb and put up on the doorpost, right? You know the story, but I want to remind you tonight because it's still good for us. It's still true to us. We don't go killing lambs tonight and putting blood up over our doors. They'll call the cops on you. 
Amen. But I want you to know tonight that there was a lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he came and he walked upon the earth and walked 33 and a half years up Galgotha's hill. And there they stretched him wide and hung him high. And the blood began to flow down that cross that day. And that blood has not lost its power. One drop of it can set the nation free. One drop of it can save us from all of our sins and wash us as clean as if it had never happened and I'm thankful tonight but it was that blood that kept the plague out of uh, Israel's land and I'm here today to tell you it's the blood of Jesus that will keep us from any virus it'll keep us from any sickness infirmity any devil cannot enter in because of the blood that has been shed and when we apply it to our life it tells us that we have already been been marked by God and we are overcomers through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so he says to us that we are fixed and seated because he's our refuge, our shelter. We put our trust in him. And then second of all, he says that you are my dwelling place or you're near no plague ship. Excuse me, you're the most high, you're your dwelling place. This was interesting. Whenever I looked this up, it dwelling place here means a retreat. <laughs> Amen. What you do on a retreat, you don't go around biting your fingernails saying, Oh my God, what am I gonna do? <laughs> You know, say, oh, no, what am I going to do? What? Oh, this virus. No. When you're on a retreat, you're out there, look like a lizard on a rock <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> but you're just stretched out there and you're enjoying yourself, having a good time, taking in the rays, right? A retreat is peace, tranquility. It's, it's enjoying restful moments. Right? You're listening to the ocean roll in and roll out. You're enjoying it. And this is the picture whenever we are in Christ Jesus, when we are in the Almighty, when we are in Christ and we have put our trust in Him, the picture is that we are at peace and we're at rest. Amen. How many know that whenever chaos and everything is around us, people look at us weird whenever we don't go crazy with them? Amen. But don't don't expect me to participate in your crazy. Amen. Because that's not what we are. We are people of faith. We are people that believe the word of the Lord. This is this is what I have to believe. This is as pastor. And I know and I'm not making light of people's issues or situations. I just want you to hear my heart tonight because this is night shift. Right. But but. As pastor, the most difficult thing is, is, is to try to invest in people's lives and, and prepare on Sundays and Wednesdays and pour word into people's lives. And whenever a situation arises, they act as though they've never heard nothing. This is when we get to test what we've learned. This is whenever we get to put into action. Amen. 
the word of the Lord, the love of God, the presence of God, what his goodness. And so in, in difficult times and situations, that don't mean you go out licking doorknobs, right? But what it does mean is I can rest. I can have assurance. I do what I can do and Holy Ghost does the rest. I'm at rest with God. I'm at peace, right? It describes this. It goes on. This is the more intense, detailed description of, of dwelling place. It describes the security of intimately dwelling together as in marriage. And so that's the relationship. Our picture of, of marriage is supposed to be the picture of Christ and the bride, right? And we are to be intimate relationship in such an intimate relationship with him and dwelling together with him that we have such a bond that we don't have no fear or no worry. We know what we're at peace. We know that we're at rest. We're confident not only in his word, but the God of the word. Amen? Praise God. So I just want to say tonight, peace be still. Amen. Peace be still. Just in rest in the Father. Rest in his love. Rest in confidence and knowing that he's got us. And he's going to take care of every one of us. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, I hope that's little faith injection for you tonight.